0: Good evening, as you can see, I'm not Adam, I'm me, and this is the first Arsenal review. We've had a few um issues this evening trying to get things organised, but... Adam is with us, uh, and he will be joining the show. And Steve's coming in as well. We are going to look at pre-season. We are going to look at the Community Shield, a good victory for Arsenal, and we're going to obviously preview the start of the Premier League season, which, of course, is this weekend. And we play not in a forest, so it's all going to be coming up. The other side of this brand new little introduction. That's very quick. Over, over, over again. As if by magic, Adam's here look, there he is. I told you he was coming, so don't, don't
1: worry, he's he's with us. How are you doing? I'm oh, good, mate. How are you doing? Evening. That was a very short new intro, but I like it.
0: Well, it's just short and sweet, get it out of the way, because I just think sometimes the intros go on too long on other channels I've seen, and you think just get started on the show. And so yeah, I thought it's
1: all good. It's all good, mate. Um
0: yeah, so that's good. Um, I mean, obviously, it's been a while since we've uh, all got together. I've sort of taken a break from the men's team really over the summer just because, well, not much has been going on apart from pre-season. And I think, you know, you need a break every so often anyway, don't you? So obviously it's all back um, with us again. We had the Community Shield, which was great fun, and obviously the start of the new season, which of course we're all excited about. I mean, if we start obviously with the transfer window first, because it's still ongoing and we've had um, a fair bit of movement. And in fact, um, we've got a comment from um, Emerson in the chat who says, um, he says evening. Yeah, Adams here, yeah, as you can see. Um, and the guest is sort of me. I'm sort of a guest and I'm not a guest tonight, but anyway, um, obviously he says breaking news on the Raya transfer as it will be a loan deal and yeah, we'll but... sign permanently next season, 3 million loan fee and 27 to conclude the transfer. Now that's quite interesting, isn't it? Is that because we've got no money now?
1: So <laughs> I, I think, so. I think it's one of two things. Like again, I've only, I saw this break about half an hour ago or so, maybe a little yeah. bit earlier. And, I think we can have a look at it two ways. One, we're, we're bending the financial fair play rules. Actually, one of three things, sorry. One, we're playing the financial fair play rules, like Chelsea have done with their extended contracts. I think it yeah. could be a way of you know, bending that a little bit to our favour, because obviously we have spent quite a bit this summer, and now it'll only be a three million outlay in the majority next summer. So it could be an element of that. I do know that Brentford's are are, are pretty stable. They don't really need the cash up front by all accounts. They're a very well stable run club, which is great for them. Um, I think the other theory could be the fact that um, we're having problems offloading players. The fact that we can't sell players to get the funds to do it now, which is potentially worrying, because obviously they are still players we're looking to get off the books. Um, Or, which I would like it to be, we've still got work to do with players coming in. And we're conserving those those cash, you know, pots for that. Mm. I think it's got to be one of those three things. I mean, I might be wrong with all of them, but those are the three things that kind of immediately leapt out to me because it's a weird one, really. It's not one you expected. Obviously, we saw Matt Turner 10 million today, decent return, you know. Um, and obviously, it was obvious we were going to get David Ryer in after that. But I think no one really saw it as being this kind of loan to buy. But, yeah.
0: no. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, I, the first I heard about it, fine enough, was uh, was when I saw Emerson's comment just before the show started, because I've been I've been a bit busy this evening, having a chance to kind of check any news. I, I'd heard this afternoon that we'd got David Ray transfer done. I wasn't aware it was a loan until just then, so that's been news to me. And you're right, yeah, I mean, it, it could be we, we want to keep some funds available for other incomings, which we've got our fingers crossed on that one, because I still think we, we're one or two short, one particularly, one which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, and yeah is it a financial fair play thing it could be we spent a lot of money this summer uh, as as it is haven't we so you know we we can't just keep splashing out money right left and center because you're not I know some clubs seem to but that's not um what we can do so yeah there's that potential as well so you're right it it could be a combination of all three of those things actually couldn't it all three (laughs) of those factors could be part of it and let's we'll find out more in the next few weeks I guess when the transfer window shuts whether or not we were saving money back for other incomings or selling players. I still think more people are going to leave because we haven't really got rid of I anybody yet. I
1: mean, we've only really got, yeah. you know, money for Xhaka, you know, trustee, uh, obviously Matt Turner, but I still think there's others that obviously we want to move on. Um, you know, it's just having happened. I think Pelican's going to be the one who will probably get us a bit a bigger chunk, um, which yeah. I think is pretty obvious now. It doesn't look like he's going to get the way in, you know, at all now which is unfortunate. I would have liked to have seen him got a chance, personally. Uh, But again, he's at a market now where he had a good season last year and we can sell him for between 30 and 40 million, so you'd be stupid not to, really, because he could completely falter next year, which I hope he doesn't. I wish him well. But, you know, now is a premium time to sell him and get decent money. So I understand it from a business perspective.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, we've got players like Rob Holding never going to really play much now with... Timber coming in and Saliba mm. back for so you'd imagine he's probably going to, not that we'll get a lot of money in for him probably, but someone will, will take him off our hands, I'm sure. I think well, two or three others, Nicholas Pepe is talk of him going, isn't there? Talking about the ripping
1: up contract. No one's going to pay yeah. money for him, are they? Unfortunately. Well,
0: <laughs> I, I don't see why they wouldn't, but I mean no, he, I he's a really. you know, it's It's crazy what we've done with our previous contracts that we've had to basically um, pay players to leave and we've done it a few times in the last few years haven't we which hasn't helped the rebuild has it because it's cost us money that we could have done with elsewhere that's going to help boost the team and the squad but um, yeah I mean it, it was that is a strange, that is very strange and obviously there would be reasons behind a loan I mean what do you make of it in terms of obviously David Raya coming in, he's a very very good goalkeeper, he's very very good with a ball at his feet as well which kind of suits the style, has he been brought yeah. in ice Ramsdale as number one, or
1: is it simply competition? What do you think? Um, I didn't see it coming. When I first saw it broke, it was a bit of a weird one because there was no, until sort of week or so ago, there was no inclination that we were going to be going after another keeper this window because I thought Matt Turner had done all right when he came in. You know, as, a, as an understudy, yeah, I thought I, you know pretty yeah, solid. I, I, didn't, I had no yeah. real concerns. And then it was a bit weird. Um, I mean, is it a case that, Obviously, like you said, David Raya. last couple of seasons, been a great keeper. Um, very comfortable at his feet. Um, I think it was was it Klopp who said that, you know, he could play as a number 10. He's that good out on his feet. I mean, yeah. I, I don't particularly listen to much of what Klopp says, but that's decent praise, you know, talking about that. Yeah. But it's a weird one because I'd I like to know what's been said to him because... You're not going to accept mm. moving clubs to go be a number two. I'm sorry. You've you've been you've been first choices with Brentford since they've been in the Premier League. You've established yourself. You've got a good reputation. You had the chance to go to Bayern Munich, for, you know, as well. Um mm. So there's no way, that like, he's coming just as a number two. And again, I, I if they're going to do it, I'd like to kind of come in and say, right, there's no automatic number one. Like right? you're going to fight for your place and do it that way, and then see them kind of fight it out because it's not often at a club you get two real good number ones. I mean, you know, Man United potentially had it with Dean Henderson and David De Gea recently. You know, that's probably the most recent one I can think of, you know, to mind. There probably has been more down down the years, but usually what happens is one of them will get pushed out, you know, further down the line. One of them will have an absolute shocker. Someone will come in, they'll, they'll do really well and they'll keep their place. I mean, I do think you need the strength. It's... You know, is it going to be a case that one of them will play the, the Champions League in the Cup games? Because obviously there's going to be more games next year. It's not just going to be the domestic Cup. We are going to have Champions League games, like, like kind of like Turner did last year. So is it going to be a case of that? But again, would either of them just accept that? Um, and again, initially they were talking about 30 million fee, which it could be in total. That's a lot of money to pay for a number two. That's a lot of money to pay for a, for a number it two goalkeeper. That's exactly Ramsdale. my point. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. If you're Ramsdale, you've got to be a bit concerned. But at yeah. the same time, Arteta seems to have backed Ramsdale, you know, to the hilt. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's strange, but I'm all for competition. You know, especially in the goalkeeper, they need to be kept on their toes because you know it's no good having an understudy who is far below the number one's ability because they're just safe then and they get complacent. Whereas now that ain't gonna happen. So It's a good problem to have. Whether you can keep them both happy is another thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like a very similar situation, wasn't it, when we actually bought Ramsdale because Leno was the number one. Leno Mm. started that season as number one, didn't he? And Ramsdale came in for a a Carrival Cup tie against West Brom. Um, And then I think um, Leno played one more game, that 5-0 defeat at Man City. And then Ramsdale took over, didn't he, very quickly into the season. And then in the end, obviously, Leno was number two for that season and ended up leaving. And I can see a similar situation now. I think Ramsdale will start the season as number one because that's what will happen. You know, we've only brought David Rea in today, so he's definitely not going to start on Saturday, is he? He's he's going to be on the pitch. And I think Ramsdale will start the first game, couple of games in the Premier League, and then we may well see what happens. The Champions League will kick in, you know, the group games. Would you imagine Rea will start? That that games that those games there if he hasn't started in the Premier League by then, and then go from there. But I don't think we're going to spend thirty million if that's what
1: no.
0: he's going to be on a backup goalkeeper. We just don't do it. And well, I wouldn't be simple. surprised. ray becomes a number one this season, and Ramsdale leaves at the end of the season, and we buy it's number similar two. money
1: to what we paid for Ramsdale, isn't it? It's similar money yeah, to what we paid for Ramsdale. And exactly. We got, you know, I think he was what thirty-two million. I was like, Ramsdale, so it's yeah, similar exactly. money. It's an interesting one. I don't necessarily. I think Ramsdale has made mistakes. But he has also kept us in game, especially last year. He has also made some complete, you know, world-class saves, two keepers in games, But he's a little hot-headed, you know, and I, I always thought if he could get that out of his game, he could be a real serious keeper, not just for Arsenal, but higher up. Um, but he is always, he's still young, you know, but they are both, they're both young keepers now and they've both got years ahead of them. I mean, it's a very interesting thing to look at. And I, again, I think, he, you know, He's only strengthening the squad. You know, it's only really strengthening that squad. So, yeah, completely didn't see it coming, but um not opposed to the idea.
0: I'm definitely not opposed to David Ray coming in. I think he's a very, very good goalkeeper. And a couple of years ago, when we were linked with him, I was really keen for us to buy him because I do think he's mm. a very, very good goalkeeper. And, and he does fit the style of play, playing it out from the back that we like to do and that kind of stuff. And I don't know, he looks like, the perfect fit. And whether Arteta wanted to get him before, couldn't get him, got Ramsdale in the meantime, now he's able to get David Raya. maybe that was the plan. I, who knows? You, you, we don't know, the do we? I personally, I said this a few weeks ago, I felt that looking at our squad and our team in pre-season um, and last season as well, that with the players that we've brought in now, which have been great, great additions, brilliant signings, we are, I, I felt we were a goalkeeper and a striker short of being able to potentially win the Premier League or be up there challenging again and you know, challenging for other competitions as well. It looks as though we've got the goalkeeper situation addressed, um, and I'm happy with that because, yeah, if it puts pressure under Ramsdale, means he's got to be more focused in games because I think he switches off too much, he he does, does yeah, silly yeah. concentration mistakes. Yes, he's a good goalkeeper, don't get me wrong, but I do feel as though. He he cost us some big points last season at crucial time by just concentration issues with him.
1: I think towards the end of the season, I don't know whether it was fatigue or mental fatigue, there were mistakes creeping in, not just about conceding goals, but all-round play towards the end of it. And I like Ramster. I I think he's a good keeper, but I like his personality. And I think you've got to have a personality as a keeper. I do like the... You know he, yeah. he does a bit, does a bit of house a the opposing fans. Maybe you should cut down on that a little bit. I don't know, but that's his kind of way. Um, by all accounts, he seems to be very well liked in the dressing room. You know it they, they mm. does seem, and I think that's important that you have that at the back. But I'm, I'm about as confident as I ever have been with, a, with our back four for a long time right now. Um, and for me, just strengthening that position should make that goalkeeper solidified. Whether that ups Ramsdale's game or whether Raya takes over, I think it can only be a good thing. Yeah,
0: it's certainly a positive. It's, yeah, it's a positive move, isn't it? Because it's either putting yeah. Ramsdale under pressure, which might make him perform better, and if it doesn't, right. we've got a really good backup anyway. You can come in and, and be a good goalkeeper. So yeah, it's a win-win situation for us as a club. It's not necessarily a win-win situation for Aaron Ramsdale individually, but that's for him to worry about. Um, and competition is what you need at top level. You can't not have competition. You've got to expect competition, haven't you, for your place if you expect to be able to compete in the top level. We've got so much competition in certain other. Areas of the team, it makes sense to have good competition in the goalkeeping position as well, doesn't it? And let's hope that whatever happens, it proves to be a great signing either way. Whether it whether it makes Ramsdale perform better um, or if not, Raya comes in and does a great job as well. So yeah, it seems like a good it seems like a good thing all round. Um, Emerson says that Pepe's contract um, could be terminated um, if the buying club does not reach the valuation. Um, Cedric is in the same situation as Pepe and Balogun. Um, is our prize asset uh, if we sell on, the, but only Monaco put bidding. yeah, I mean, I, I think Pepe's issue is the contract that he's on, the, the wages that he's on. You That's know, the because he's under contract, he hasn't got to leave, has he? You know what I mean? He's, he's the cover of the, the players are and in control. You, aren't and I,
1: if they you're Pepe, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be rushing out the door. You know, you're not getting football. But yeah. he's on huge wages and good contract. Like, you know, why yeah. would you? You've got to understand it from a pure personal sense. Why would you? I mean, I. Yeah. I I'd like to, I, I, I like Pepe for some reason. I know he hasn't really done it consistently, but I still think there's potential to do something off the bench there, you know, when Saka's tiring a little bit. But Arteta just doesn't seem to want him. So I don't think he's ever going to get that chance again.
0: No, I, I agree. And I and I do feel as though um, it's best all round if he leaves for him as well, because, you know, he's getting to the point of his career where he needs to be playing every week. That's what yes. he needs to be doing. And he's never going to play at Arsenal, it's clear. He's never going to get a game at Arsenal for whatever reason. Arteta doesn't rate him or whatever it is, we don't know. But yeah, so he, he needs to go. And it would be another really terrible decision by the club if we end up having to pay out another contract that we've, we've had to do already a couple of times. And yeah, Cedric as well, similar. Why can't we? You know, Chelsea seem to be able to sell players for all kinds of money, you know, and we struggle to get rid of our, you know, th- these are some players that we pay a lot of money for that are technically top players, you know, Mesut Ozil, Aubameyang, top, top players,
1: Nicolas Pepe, and we can't sell them. We can't get rid of well, you, them. It's ridiculous. We're obviously overpaying them in the contracts, and we? we're obviously giving yeah. them too good contracts that they're not, they're not you know, um, attractive to other clubs. You know, even though other clubs yeah. might well want them in their team and they could do a job, the contracts are obviously so you know lucrative for the player that it just prices them out of the move, so we have to pay them off. I mean, I can see sometimes a theory that, you know, you've got to pay them off to you know save in the long run because if you're never going to get a fee, you might as well pay them off now and get them off the wage. We're, I kind of get that to start again, yeah. but it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. I mean, um, you talk about the Chelsea stuff, there's obviously some sort of dealings going on there with the Saudi clubs and that, but, you know, they're, 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 they're some of the players that have left have, have gone for well over market value, let's be honest. I mean, that's another conversation.
0: One one of the ones that we bought, for example, as well, is kind of over the market value, really. The one that we bought from Chelsea this summer, although he's a good
1: player. I'm I'm quite confident about him.
0: Yeah, no, I am. I I, I like So We will talk about him in a minute, but yeah, I I kind of like him, really. Um, Emerson says there, but um, being um, rejected, a talk of 30 million and no other closes about Balogun has come in uh for him uh, as other podcasts saying it in the Milan put in a bid um and it was said La conga low movies in jeopardy as burnley signed a player from sheffield united yeah, sander birds wasn't it um, so we must uh, need to give um competition as that could be our next... So, yeah, I mean, I agree. We do need to give Saka... Not so much competition. We need to give him an option to be rested because he's going to burn out, isn't he? So, I think that's... that's. We just the main Marquinhos
1: down not he? Marquinhos is going to France on loan, isn't he? Nantes for the season. Yeah, he was out on loan last yeah. season. He's, he's Norwich like as well, ready. wasn't he? So,
0: yeah, yeah, we're getting players in. I mean, this is one thing that, you know, I know we, we've we've had a reasonably productive transfer window you know and as as russ says there he says um edu and richard garlic deserve their flowers regarding the ray yeah absolutely uh, and you can see we've brought in some real good players in this window we have paid a lot of money for them but they're quality players um but you look over the last two or three years some of the players that we've brought in and now we can't you know they can't get a game you know, no. you know Lukonga, who, we, who we've briefly mentioned there. Um, Tavares, looks like he's out the door as well. You know, Cedric, another player that Arteta and Edu brought in, is, is obviously not going to get a game. He's gone. Pablo Mari's already left. You know, we've had such a... This rebuild has taken longer than it needed to do because we bought 10, 11 players that just haven't worked out and we've had to get rid of again. And it's, you know, that's... Made it take longer than it maybe needed to do, and that's something that yes, we we brought some great players in the same time as well, but we can't ignore the fact that we brought in so many players that haven't worked out. We we must have brought in more, tough, not so much duff players. I think that's harsh because I don't think this the, necessarily always a player. It hasn't worked out for them, has it? We bought them. No, played I think a few,
1: I, you know. like the Cedric and Mario, I think were very much brought in as stop gaps. You know, um, that was the yeah, first winter. Of winter. And I don't think there was much expectation. It was more a case of um, Arteta, I think, thought they could do a job for him in the short term. And they probably stayed longer than he would have liked or probably would have envisaged. But again, we're probably paying probably over the old odds wages to get them there in the first place. Like, we didn't pay big fees yeah. for them. Um, but yeah. we are probably paying them more wages. So hence why Mari had to go on loan, Cedric's had to go on loan. You know, when they both played, I had nothing really against them. They just weren't up to the quality that we that we needed. Uh, which is one of those things. But, yeah, I think towards the beginning of our of tenure, there was some very, I think, signings that are just not up to the quality that we needed, but were very much stopgaps to get us around that rest of that season and become that kind of squad player. Um, but, thankfully, that has been rectified more recently. And most of the signings we've made since then have sorted it out. I mean, Laconga's a weird one for me because I still don't really yeah. feel like he's been given a lot of chances. Um you know, he's been, what, he's two two, season, two years now. And, yeah, when he did play, he looked a bit lost. But you're never going to get comfortable unless you're given the time. Um, Do you not you feel know. a little bit, though, Adam? Do you not feel this a little bit, that Arteta
0: is... Um, I don't know if ruthless is the right word, but it does seem as though a player hasn't, you know... He doesn't give players lots of opportunities, does he? If they can't do the job he needs them to do very, very quickly, he doesn't play them. You've got to look at Tommy Asu. He was brilliant when he first came in. He had a few injuries. He he maybe was played when he wasn't maybe quite ready, didn't have a great game against Man City, and that's him gone. He's he's never going to get a game again unless there's massive injury problems. He's about third choice right back now, isn't he? When you think Timber would be ahead of him as a right back, Ben White's ahead of him as a right back. You know, I mean, he's probably third choice. So... He's not going to play again. And this this, this is what worries me a little bit about Arteta. He's he's not able to, you know, these players obviously they need some sort of coaching or some help to be able to fit into the team and do the job. And he doesn't seem to want to do that. He just seems to think, Well, I'll just get rid of you and get someone else to do it. If you're not going to do it, I'll just get someone else to do it. And I don't like that attitude. It's like that's a that is a Man City Chelsea kind of. We'll just buy, we'll just buy someone else to replace you then. No. We work with the players that we've got, try and improve them. You, you bought them in the first place. You must have liked something yeah, about them to work with them and make it work with them. And if, if, if after a year it's not working, fair enough, you'd have to say, OK, you know, um, move it on. But giving them three or four games, that's not enough, is it?
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the things I have been critical about, Terry, is that he doesn't rotate enough and he hasn't given the chances to certain players. He's played players until they're absolutely burnt out and still doesn't rest them. You know, hopefully that will change now that we have got more quality in depth. But for me, it's about trust. He hasn't really trusted certain players yeah. like the yeah. Congo, like Tommy Assu, really, since he's had that injury, like he just hasn't had that trust in them, which is not going to breed confidence in the players. It's not going to put any confidence in them that knowing that, because they know they're not really going to get a chance or they're going to get 10, 15 minutes here. They're never going to be able to prove their worth or get up to speed. Mm. I mean, you know, you you go into a match and it takes you, you know, five, ten minutes to get up to speed with it. You know, you, you can't just get into it straight away. But, yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I'm really critical of. He hasn't used a squad enough and when he, you know, and he hasn't, you know, he'd rather much much rather burn players to the ground, you know, than, than just kind of take them out and let other players have a chance. But, yeah, so it's a weird one. I think Tommy Asu I really like still, and I still think he is the most natural right back we've got. I mean, mm. I think it was bad luck with him that Ben White took to that position so well at the beginning of last year because had Ben White not have had such a strong start, Tommy would have probably got back in that team, you know. But then again, ifs and buts, you know, a lot of those in the team.
0: Yeah, and it seems to be as though certain players just seem to fit more with Arteta's plan on the pitch than other players do. And I think the, the, the right-back situation is a typical example of that. Tommy Asu, who was a player that Arteta bought, he was playing well to begin with. Then he, he was out of the team. Ben White started last season at right back and he maybe fitted in better with the system. And Arteta yeah. thought, well, I'm not going to change it now. And I agree. He, he doesn't seem to trust a lot of the players. I mean, if you look at the community shield, for example, and I know we got the result in the end. He left it very late, didn't he, to make the changes. It was like, you know, we were losing the game. We didn't look as though at that point we were going to get back into it. We didn't look as though we were going to score, did we, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're thinking you've got some quality players on the bench that can potentially change a game. Give them a chance. Throw them on. It's a friendly, essentially a friendly. Throw them on. Give them, and it was, what, five minutes to go when he made the changes. And it worked, to be fair. The, cha- the shape of the team changed.
1: too late.
0: And, you know, we got the goal and we won. But, yeah, it, it, I, for me, he should have done that 10 minutes before he did. And he's almost yeah. reluctant to do it. He didn't want to do it. He was almost hoping, please let my first team choices get us out of this mess. And with a couple of minutes to go, I'm oh, not gonna, I'm gonna have to do it now, or I'm gonna look stupid.
1: And and he did it. And, he... and especially with the community shield, when in theory, yeah. I still see it as a glorified friendly. It is, it doesn't Absolutely. no one no one remembers who won the community shield, you know. No one actually will remember in three months' right. time, let alone at the end of the season. So like I don't really get excited about community shields. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, psychological, it might be good. But for me, like you just said, there was no reason to wait that late for it, especially in a game that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You know, you should have made those subs earlier. You should have given people some game time. It's the start of the season this week. Then the now's the time in in a kind of it is a competitive game. I mean even still I thought the first hour was very pedestrian for both teams really. Yeah so there was no real need to to wait that long, do you know what I mean? And in the end, like you said, it kind of worked out, but, you know, it was a bit, bit, bit yeah, again, it didn't kind of make much sense to me, you know. I I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to see wholesale changes, like half-time change half a team, but I would have liked to have seen some logical substitutions, at least.
0: Exactly, and a bit earlier in the game, I mean, one of the yeah. things I've noticed in the pre-season games, I didn't watch them all live, some of the kickoff times are a bit all over the place. Um, I watched highlights and stuff like that, but The one thing that I felt in pre-season that Arteta did experiment with a few different players in different positions, tried a few different things. And I think he felt as though it didn't work. And looking at some of the performances and some of the results, you could kind of agree to a certain degree that it maybe didn't work always, but you can't just try something in a couple of friendlies or during bits and friendlies and just dismiss it out of hand. So, Suddenly, we played a community shield, which yes is a friendly, but it is a competitive friendly, and he kind of played what I believe is going to be very, very similar to the starting eleven that plays against Nottingham Forest. And even you know, with yeah, eighty-eight yeah. minutes late, we'd only made one substitution. I think at eighty-eight minutes, and it's like mm-hmm. if you can't make them in a in a friendly in preparation for the season. When are you going to make, you know, you tried a bit of different things in pre-season, which I kind of liked, even though it didn't always work. I kind of liked the fact he was doing it. And I was hoping we'd see some different. But from what I saw on Sunday, not a lot really had changed. Yes, so a couple of better players in the team, potentially. Declan Rice, of course, is, is going to be a great player. We all know that. Um I think Havertz, as we touched on before I think he's going to be a really good addition. I don't yeah. think he's going to play every game. He's going to be a rotated player, isn't he? Like a few of them in that in that midfield. Um, and obviously Timber is, looks a fantastic defender, doesn't he? Brilliant. So, you know, yeah, we, we've made some good signings and we've improved individual players. We haven't really got the depth improved much. So everybody's like, you know, we've got three good players in and a goalkeeper now. We've lost a goalkeeper. We've lost two other kind of squad players. Are we any... Yes, maybe the quality of the players that's come in are better than the players that's left. So we've strengthened in that sense, but not in terms of numbers, have we? The squad no. isn't any that's the thing.
1: We, I, we, I agree yeah. with that. That's the that's the weird thing. So everyone's saying we've got to improve the squad, but you do need numbers as well. But then again, Arteta doesn't use numbers. So do we need them? No, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's right. So maybe, maybe that's, that's the reason he doesn't want it? the numbers. He wants that quality yeah. closer knit squad. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe he, does. he doesn't.
0: Yeah, I, I some some some. You know, I I want to go into this season and what's what's gone on in the past has gone on in the past. You know, we 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 had a decent season in the end last year. We didn't win anything. It was frustrating. We kind of blew it a little bit at the end. But we you know we got a lot of points, a lot of goals, and it was a positive season overall compared to the previous two or three. So I want to give Arteta the benefit of the doubt. But what I've seen so far in pre-season, it worries me that you know, for example, he brought Trossard in. And he doesn't seem to trust him enough, and yet no, Trossard's I mean, a player who makes make a difference he, in game. He makes a difference.
1: I mean, Trossard's stats when he came last season were astounding. Second half of the season, leading assists. He only scored one goal, but leading assists. But it was also the pass before the assist was really key for him as well. But not so yeah. much that he's lively. When he comes on, he doesn't stop moving. He causes defensive problems, and he can play anywhere along those front three or just behind the striker. I think it was such a shrewd signing. You know, in the end we got him oh, because we just lost out on Mudrich, but I mean I was well happy that we got him. And you know, money-wise, cool. looks a real steal. But again, yeah, I mean, I'd like him to trust him more. I would like him to trust him more because he does cause problems. And I think we would. I think towards the end of the season and also in pre-season, one of the things I've realized kind of some teams have sussed out how to play against us now. You know, whereas well, the first well, half of last season, we were, you know, we were great, let's be honest. We had some great football. Uh, We were playing a kind of new way of football that, you know, with the inverted players, with the coverage, that kind of stuff. But towards the end of the season, I thought it was a mixture of not rotating the squad and a mixture of players getting tired. But it was also the fact that teams had learned how to play against us and how to shut us down. And I do Mm. think in pre season, the Man United friendly, especially, was apparent, and also City for long periods as well. They now are on outer Obviously, you've got to have the players to do it, and not every team is going to have the players to be able to shut us down, thankfully. But when you are coming against the more shrewd managers, you know, they are going to frustrate us, and we are going to have time this year where we are going to get frustrated. And that's where we are going to have to turn to our bench and hopefully have that other people who can come in and break things down, your trussards, your habits, that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping that that's why he's bought these kind of players, to be able to do this further down the line. Because... I do think that was one of our problems like last 10 games of last season where we wasn't as fluent i think it wasn't the fact just that they were tired it was the fact that teams to be fair to the other teams had learned to play against us and they had yeah, been watching us. yeah yeah
0: absolutely no i, I agree with that I, it is we are becoming a little bit predictable because everybody knows how we're going to play how we're going to set our players up everybody knows now the positions that the players are going to be in, it, it does... Yes, you're right. Not everybody's got the players who, even if you know what's going to happen, having the players to be able to stop it is a different story. And yeah. a lot of the teams in the Premier League don't have. So it's not going to always be a problem. But when it matters against the better teams, they do have the players. They do have the managers who can figure it out quite easily. And you could see that was a problem. And I don't know. We have bought some... I mean, different players. When you think about it, I mean, obviously, Jack has gone. He was an important player for us. And, you know, we brought in potentially Havertz who might be playing in that position. Declan Rice, actually, later on in the game on Sunday, kind of played that position. I thought he looked quite good
1: there. Um, I I thought Rice would be the natural, like, for that Xhaka, that box-to-box midfielder. Being able to carry the ball, you know, I saw him as a, an upgrade. On, I like Zaka, you know that. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't. i glad that he is. left on having such a good season last year. I thought, you know, that was the right way for him to go. Um, really... And I do see I do see Declan Rice as that kind of, you know, more forward playing midfielder rather than a kind of, you know, sitting midfielder. But uh, and he could definitely do it. I hmm. know, oh, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know,
0: the, the fact that we have got, we touched on before, not we? quite versatile players that can play in two or three different positions, different roles They're in the team.
1: Right, they? They're the players i it seems to like.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because he wants that, you know, and I suppose in a way, you know, we're saying about the predictability and yes, we do appear to be quite predictable at times. The fact that he can maybe move players within the same 11, he can move them into slightly different roles in the team during a game is maybe something that does give us an edge in a lot of games and it, it did work very well as we said for half of last season certainly but yeah now we've got better players coming into the team into that starting eleven maybe that's what we that's what we've needed to be able to carry out the plan Arteta's master plan yeah. of the way he wants to play. And I'm really
1: looking forward to Saturday though to see how we do line up and yeah. how we do go for it. Like you know, because yeah free season again I don't think you can win an awful lot. I think more's gone on on the training pitch than it has on the actual games. Because, again, yeah. Arteta's not yeah. going to want to give too much away like about how we are going to approach the season, you know, in pre-season. He'll try players out and stuff, but, you know, most teams won't play the same way they have in pre-season when they kick off on Saturday. They'll all be playing in it behind the scenes because they, they want to surprise players. They want to surprise teams. So um, it'll be really yeah. interesting to see the lineup and who plays where because like you said we have got players who can play a number of positions so even if you see the lineup it might be hard to place yeah. where they're going to go so. yeah no
0: exactly and i think that's a big advantage that we've got um but yeah i mean there are still obviously doubts about certain aspects of Mikel arteta's management of the team and the players and you know and i, and I don't think it's necessarily wrong for um anybody to have those doubts because i think they're quite clear and it's no good just blindly um, ignoring them and just saying, well, it's fine. You know what I mean? We've, we've progressed over the last two or three years and we have, let's ignore the issues that have maybe been holding us back or, or taking us as long as it's got to be in this position where we could have been in this position two years ago, potentially, if it, you know, we'd be able to do that rebuild a bit quicker or maybe, you know, we hadn't wasted time on players that weren't going to work out, which we, we seem to do a lot of that, didn't we really? But yeah. um But, you know, I say what's what's for me now, what's in the past is in the past. And what I want to see is I want to see not necessarily a different Arsenal this season, because for much of last season, that was a very good Arsenal. I was quite happy with it. But I want to see an Arsenal that we can really um, not. I, I still feel as though even if we're top of the table in March again, my overriding feeling will probably be unless I've seen something different on the pitch that we're going to probably collapse at the end of the season again. That's my feeling at the moment. I know as the season goes on, it might be different. We might see a different side to Arsenal. Um, But even last season, when we were flying in the first half of the season, my overriding feeling was when the pressure's on, can this team cope? And I was worried if they would or they wouldn't. I said it on the channel loads of times. And unfortunately, in the end, when it mattered, we, we couldn't. I want to see that to be different this year. Whether we win the league or whether we don't, whether we win a big trophy or whether we don't, I want to see... That change in mentality, almost, in, in the crucial moments in the season and the crucial moments in games, even sometimes, you know, and, you know, the signs have been reasonably good in pre-season. I thought Saturday, you know, we we kept going till the end. Our serious man City were taking it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can only play with the teams in front of you. And we, we we finished the game strongly. I remember a couple of years ago saying on the channel that, you know, there's been games real one nil down. And we didn't throw everything at it. We just seemed to pass sideways, backwards, keep the ball, do nothing to get ourselves back in the game. At least on Sunday, we did everything in that last yeah. ten minutes of injury time to get a goal. And you, you, you felt it was coming. I felt it was going to come. You felt we're going to probably score in a minute. You just kind of we had that momentum built up, and that's what you want to see in games that you're losing, especially against yeah. a better team. Go for it, and we did, and we, we were rewarded, and we, we got a goal, and in the end, um, won it on penalty. So that's that's a positive sign for me. But I want to see that happen a lot more. Um, through the through the season, you know, definitely. And um, we've got Turfwar TV. Dan, how you doing? Back in the Premier League. Good to see you. Look forward to a couple of games against you guys this season. Um, he says, speaking of loans, any news on Le Conga from the Arsenal side? Well, yeah, obviously, um, I think a loan for Le Conga to Burnley makes a lot of sense. I think, I think Adam, you may have said that last year, mightn't you, about Le Conga going to Burnley? I said it
1: about this time last year. You know, you rumbles did. of Laconga to Burnley. Ended up down to Palace in January, but. Again, uh, like Emerson said earlier, now Burnley have got Sander Berger. I don't quite see where La Conga would fit in now. Um, They haven't released a fee for Sander Berger, but I can't imagine that was cheap. Uh, He's a good player. You know, uh, I'm surprised that he didn't move on last season when they got relegated, to be fair, and stay in the Premier League. I think that's quite a shrewd signing, to be fair. Um, I don't know. I think La obviously, a surplus to requirements. Company knows him. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. But um, yeah, it I does. mean, you tell us do you need Laconga now? You still need him?
0: Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, like you said, they've, they've made that signing now as a player in a virtually same position um, that they paid a lot of money for. So yeah, but yeah, you're right. Obviously, Vincent Company does know him, and that always seemed like a strong link, didn't it? Before Laconga needs to go somewhere, whether it's on loan, um, but we'll see. Um, Dan says, yeah, we are still light in midfield, but rumour is. 12 million From Is it 12 million, is it? Well, that's Some not... Money. That's not bad. It's a lot of money for Burnley, but yeah, you
1: know,
0: I mean, if you're still in midfield and you need another body, then that would make sense, wouldn't it? But... I don't know. Yeah, he'd, he'd probably do, do a decent job for you guys if, if you got him for a season on loan, but I don't know whether... There's no talk from Aaron that we're hearing anything concrete about what's happening with Lukonga, other than he's not going to play for us this season, is he? So, you know, he needs to he needs to go somewhere, whether it's a loan, whether it's a sale, whatever it is. Um, Loki's in the chat. And Loki says, Money ruins mm. some people. I think money, money ruins most people, mate, to be honest with you. But yeah, it certainly ruins some people more than others. I think that's true. Uh, Terry says, Who's going to mm-hmm. pay a hundred thousand a week uh, for holding or Eddie apart from our town? Well, no one's going to pay a hundred grand a week for either of those two players apart from where they are at the minute, which is why it's going to be very difficult to get rid of them, isn't it? not just them, other players as well. Uh, Terry says, who would have thought Chelsea uh, would have got £45 million more than Havertz as well? See, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think it's £45 million. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money for the, for Havertz. There's no doubt about that. I mean, obviously, Terry's brought him. Like, why don't we talk about Havertz then? Because there seemed to be a lot of criticism when we bought him. And even in some of the games that he's played, there seems to be a lot of criticism of him. I actually think he's a good player. And I think it's a good signing, expensive <laughs> signing, overpriced, yes, but a good player to have. What, what, what have you made of his performances so far in pre-season?
1: So, I was really happy when we got him because I think I think he's a good player. I think that Chelsea yeah. weren't necessarily playing him in the best position to get the best out of him. So, when he signed for Chelsea, he was very much a number 10, number 8, you know, attacking yeah. midfielder for, for uh, Leverkusen. And he was kind of scoring goals, creating goals from that advanced midfield role. Whereas Chelsea just seemed to stick him straight up top as like your main kind of striker. And he did score mm. goals. I remember mean, he did score goals with Chelsea in that role, but it were not natural to him. It wasn't that natural. And I know he can play across the, across the way, but I think that if we play him in the right role, he could be a real diamond. I mean, he's he's electrified pace. I mean, that's one of the things that you don't really look at because he's quite tall and he looks quite languid, but he's really fast. You know, you get one a one-to-one, you know, he's got the beating of people. It's hard to judge him on pre-season because again he's been played in a few different positions. One of the things I was really encouraged about was on Sunday. Yeah, he missed a couple of chances, but he got in those chances. He got in those positions, and I think that's part that that's you know, probably 90% is getting in those positions. And once he's he not a natural
0: to... goal scorer, is he? He's not a natural no. goal
1: scorer, so he's not gonna take every chance he gets, is he?
0: Because that's Absolutely. not what he's best at.
1: But if you, you know, once you get used to playing, once you calm down, I've got to remember he's playing at Wembley, new club, that kind of stuff. You know, if, one, if he's getting in those positions and he's finding that space, he's going to start putting chances away if he's going to play in that role. And, right. I, and I do think he will start up top with Zeus not available. I do think that's where he will start. And I was encouraged yeah. with the fact that he was getting in those positions. Yeah, he didn't score them, but more often than not, you will score those, as you will get used to putting those in and it will become second nature. Um... At first, I was a bit confused as to why we signed him, because I, I see him as an Odegaard is quite similar. And I don't think Odegaard's positions in the team's any threat. Um, and like you said, he's an expensive squad player. So I do think there's a role in mind for him. Obviously, people have talked about him playing alongside Odegaard with Rice at the back. But I don't think that gives us enough defensive coverage. You know, so I don't know if that will necessarily work. So I think you could potentially see those three play against the weaker teams in the league on paper anyway, you know, especially at home games. But I do see him potentially dropping out for away games, giving way to someone like Partey, you know, that kind of stuff. But I'm happy. I think it definitely strengthens our squad. Um, And I'm quite excited to see where he plays and what we can get out of him.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I don't think you can ever have too many good players in your squad if they're used properly. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, let, let's see how it goes. But yeah, I think he's a he's a talented player, and if well, we can get the, the best League out of him,
1: as well, you know mean? Scored the winner in a Champions League final. He's got some good experience behind him.
0: He has, and he's a quality player. And if we can get the best out of him, he's going to be a really good signing. And maybe in a year's time, we won't be thinking we paid too much money for him. Potentially, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, he's got he's got a little bit to prove because of the transfer fee and the fact that he didn't always um set the world on fire at Chelsea, as indeed a lot of their players haven't done in the last couple of years. So be interesting to see. I'm quite excited to see how he how he gets on this season. But yeah, I was encouraged by Sunday. I thought he pressed the ball really well. I thought he did he did a really good
1: job if for the team. And yes, he, he should have he's scored the second. Hold up plays very, very good. And again, use him as that kind of like false nine which I think is yeah. probably one of his best positions, that false nine, number 10 role. He could do a yeah. job. And whether you play playing yeah. alongside a striker, or you, have, you don't have, like Spain used to play, just the false nine, I think he could do that. And he could bring in your Martinelli and your Saka Odegaard coming from the middle. He could do that. So, yeah, I mean, I think he got a lot of stick because he does look like a lazy player. Let's be honest, when he plays football, he looks like lazy. But he doesn't mean he's not doing stuff. That's just his style. And there's been a lot of players over the years who've had that kind of style who've got a lot of stick. But let's judge him after a few games, eh? Not now. Absolutely. I'm absolutely agree with
0: that. I mean, I think some people have been too quick to, to jump on him because he's come from Chelsea and we've had a few duds from Chelsea over the years I suppose, but um, but yeah, I am I want to see how he gets on because I, I think he could be a really good player for us this season, a really important player as well you know, with the Champions League and what have you as well, the experience he's got, as you said before, and I think that that could be important. So, you know, you can't get enough. And what I like as well, and I, I've said this pretty much every summer for, for years, that I like to see our sign players that have already got Premier League experience, yeah. that don't have to spend a year, 18 months settling in, that straight away they know the league, they know what's expected. And look what we've done. Two of our three signers, well, three of our four signers, if you take David Raya as one as well, are all Premier players from other Premier League clubs. You know, we bought Trosside in January from a Premier League club. These, to me, are good signers. That's what I want to see
1: a lot more and That's yes, you know, why you're it. paying over the odds, potentially, because you always pay more from Premier League clubs. and Yeah, you, know, especially you do. If you a competitor. It's happen.
0: And it probably worth it in some cases isn't it because you get that you haven't got to worry about them settling into the league no. or a different country and moving and stuff like that so I think the last couple of transfer windows on that side of things have been really good and I've, I've wanted us to do that more over the recent years anyway because I think it's it's a it's almost less of a gamble all, all signings are gambles let's be honest every single one but it's almost less of a gamble if they're a Premier League player already, a Premier League proven player. Right. If they play in the Champions League as well, even better. You know, if you've got a someone out of Declan Rice, who's won a European trophy, then you, you can't go far off. You're making good signings that we needed. So I'm not too disappointed with any of the signings that we've made. And... Let's hope that there's, there is still one, or two, one more in particular, Um as Terry says. There haven't we needed a centre forward for about three seasons and still not bought one in. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because Mikel Arteta has been in nearly four years. He's only brought one technically striker player, which is Jesus, and he's not a proper striker. Striker, is he? No. He's more of a of as well. So again, say this habit.
1: tells me Arteta wants a certain type of player. Like Jesus, yeah. Havertz, they're not that out and out striker. He wants to play a certain type of football. So we are buying a certain type of player. You know, if he wanted to go out and buy an out-and-out striker, there are plenty on the market. You know, Vlajevic, Juventus would be the obvious one, that kind of striker. But he hasn't gone for that. He's gone for more of a all-more-rounded player. A link-up player is what I'd call them, really.
0: Yeah, but it's like, I, I would like, again, coming back to maybe a, a plan B... I would like Arteta to at least have somebody on the bench that, if yeah, Plan yeah, A isn't perfect. working and it won't work and it hasn't worked in, in games last season, then you can throw. You know, I remember in the World Cup when Holland were playing Argentina, they were two 0 yeah. down. They threw on two big lumps up front, got it back to two two. but was cool. You made a
1: difference.
0: he got two goals. Yeah. yeah, so you get, you've get you got that option. And I'm not saying we should start, we should get a player like Vegals or a similar type of style of foot centre-forward to play every week. No, you have them on the bench and they can come on in, in important moments in games and, and get you back into a game. Turn a game around for you and, you know, change your tactics slightly, get the ball into the box, put crosses in, rather than going to the byline and pulling it back, which is what we tend to do exactly. all the time now. And just something different. And that's what I'd like to see. But it's not going to happen because it hasn't happened, has it? It hasn't happened so far. Um, and it isn't going to happen any time soon, I don't think. Because he, no. if he was going to do that, I'll tell you, he would have, would have, he would have had there. a player like that already, wouldn't he? He would have
1: bought one. We would have done it now. by now. He would, would have gone like Ivan Tony a year ago or something like that. Do you know what I mean? We would have done it by now. Yeah, of course he would.
0: So I don't think he's going to, personally. And I think we're not going to buy... If we do buy another forward player, it won't be a centre-forward type player. It will be another number 10 or a false nine or somebody like that. It'll be that kind of player. You know, now Jesus is injured, he might. Well, again,
1: if we were going to buy a player, we'd, we'd give Balogun a go, wouldn't we? That's the thing. If we were going to go for that kind of striker, you've got one in Balogun now who, you know, could probably do that. Who will let go? Can't
0: and he can't get a go. Game.
1: That, that kind of settles that argument, if there is an argument, really. that That's why I always think yeah. everyone's talking about, we need this kind of striker. It's not going to happen. We have got Balogun, you know. We would, you know, you would get in that team if that's the kind of striker we were looking for.
0: It's the player that we want as fans. It isn't the player that Arteta wants as a coach. That's right. that's what it is, isn't it? You know, we we can want a big centre forward, a proper centre forward, all we like, but it's probably not going to happen because Arteta doesn't want that sort of player. It's obvious. Um, you know, Frankie's in the chat again. Frankie says we are a big club uh, and we'll be competing in four competitions and we have too many like-for-like like attacking players. We need an out-and-out goalscorer. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree with you, frankly. 100% agree with you, But Arteta doesn't agree with you. And unfortunately, it's his decision that is more important because he's the one who's going to pick the players that we need to buy. And he's not going to pick that sort of player, unfortunately. Um, Frankie says, uh, um, yes, we spent big money on Lokonga Vieira. We, yeah, we spent big money on, I mean, Laconga wasn't that big money, but that's not worked out. Vieira, yeah, pretty big money for him. Not really worked out as yet. Us, we don't know. Do we? Let's not judge Havertz yet until he's played at least half a season or more before we can decide uh, if it's a waste of money or not. Um, Terry says, uh, if Havertz was a second-hand car that kept breaking down, would you buy it? Well, you know, but he's not keep breaking down, is he? You know, he's he's doing okay so far. Let's let's wait and see how he goes. Um, he's certainly not a, a second-hand car, is he? He's more of a... A
1: lot of money for a second-hand car, 67 million. Well,
0: these electric cars are expensive, aren't they? That's, that's the thing, isn't it? So maybe he's a second-hand electric car. Maybe that's what he is. And uh, he's charging up every so often. That's probably what it is. Um, Frankie says, uh, um, um, We ain't got what we need uh, out and out goals. Well, no, we do. I, I agree. Frankly, we all agree with you. you we do. Every, <laughs> every single one of us agrees with you, apart from the one person who matters in the whole equation, and that's the manager. And he doesn't want that sort of player, unfortunately. I would love to see a 25 goal striker, 25, 30 goal striker. I'd love to see us buy one. And you know, we had one when Arteta arrived and he soon kind of changed that, didn't he? So just, it's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. Um, Russ says there, still don't know why we signed Havertz, massive gamble. I think all signings are gambles because you, you never know if a player is 100% going to work. And when you spend a lot of money on a player, it's even more of a gamble. And it is a gamble. Why have we signed him? I think because he's versatile. I think he can fill in for Jesus. He can fill in midfield a bit deeper. And he's got that kind of, he gives us other options. In the midfield, attacking midfield area, doesn't he? If Erdegaard was to get injured, he could play that sort of role as well, couldn't he? So, you know, that's why we've signed him. It is a gamble for the money, but let's see. Let's see how he gets on. Um, Terry says, I still think we're two or three players short. Um, not run of the middle, I promise him. We need class acts now. Oh, yeah, and, and I think you can see, can't you? Um, over the last year, uh, the players that we've bought, there's been a transition, hasn't there, from Younger players like Tavares and Laconga, players of that kind of ilk, young players coming in. We've now started to buy established players, haven't we? The Declan Rice, Havertz, Trossard, these established type of players that we've needed in the squad. And all that, to me, has been a positive. The last year or so has been positive in transfer funds, definitely. We've bought 100%. the right players that we needed, 100%. And let's just hope that they all work out. Um Terry says very polite way to put it rather talking about habits. Uh, let's not get on Havertz back quite yet. Uh, well let's not get on his back at all. Hopefully we won't need to. Um Frankie says uh um how about uh you know I can't see that comment now what have you he says uh how about Lukaku on loan? He would link up well with Jesus. Frankie, it's no good telling us mate we would we would take Lukaku on loan and uh, Lukaku sorry on loan. I definitely would because I like, think he would but he would be able to do a, a, a job for us up front. But I'll say I won't do it, it's not his type of player. Um Terry says, who's the Fulham guy Mitch up front? Mitch. He would be ideal to bring off the bench.
1: Mitrovic, yeah.
0: Mitrovic, yeah. he would be, yeah. But it'd be ideal for us as fans. We would love that. But um Frankie says they uh great call, Ivan yeah, Ivan I've been, I've been. I was I was saying Ivan Tony a year ago.
1: Yeah. More uh, than he's been talking, he's talking about engraving I think mean, yeah. he's made for Arsenal, I think. Like the way he plays, he's one of the for us, I think. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting what happens with him when he's band's over. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like get you said, him get him now, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Terry says, "Yeah, I think we should snap, snap up Tony now, ready for January, exactly. Yeah, get him now. He can, he can adapt in training, it kind to the way that he needs to I'm play for yet. us. He's
1: not allowed to train though, is he? That's the problem.
0: <laughs> I think he can in September though, can't he?
1: It's September, yeah, he can start training again in September. Three months before yeah. it ends. So he's, he's got
0: time to, to adapt, to adjust, trade and stuff like that. We're ready to go in January. So I, I would have done that, but obviously we're not going to, are we? I think that's obvious. Frankie um, says, uh, I've no problem with Havertz because uh, there's a player there that can perform, but he ain't going to score double figures. No, he probably won't. It has to be personal with Balogun. It's, it's, I think it's most of the players that haven't worked out at Arsenal. I think it's personal, actually. Um, it, it's a little bit to do with their inability to carry out Arteta's orders, which has then made it become personal, hasn't it? I think that's what's happening. That's what it looks like. Um, But yeah, I mean, um, Arteta's Arteta, isn't he? And I think that's, you know, so many players have sung his praises of how great a coach he is, how great a manager he is with them. And they've been the players that he's worked out with. I'm pretty sure all the other players that have played under Arteta for Arsenal that haven't worked out will have a totally different idea of... What our Arteta's our management style is, and that's just football, isn't it? If you, if you get picked every week, you're happy, and you love the manager, you love your teammates, you love everything. As soon as you get left out of the team and you're not playing, you think the manager's an idiot and you want to go and play somewhere else. That tends to be the way it goes, unless you're getting paid 200 grand a week to sit on the bench. Some players are happy doing that, aren't they? Um, exactly. Wayne, yeah. agree, Wayne agrees with us. He says, we ain't getting a striker, I guarantee it. Maybe another attacker, as we've only paid... Three million for our, yeah. We were saying that before. I don't know if he was in at the beginning, but Adam was talking about the um, you know, the three possible options as to why we've got David Ray on low. One of them being we're putting money, keeping money aside for this new other signing, which make would make sense, wouldn't it? Or it might just be a, a financial fair play issue, wouldn't it? Um, Frankie says, Yeah, uh, love the show, guys. Oh, hang on, I've had something cut on my screen. Um, Let's go back to that now. What's it say? He says, uh, love the show, guys. I'm a first time sending my thoughts and messages. Um, love your views on the year old school clock end. Oh, brilliant. We we love the clock end and uh, old. Good, uh, good to have you on board, my friend. Don't forget to subscribe as well. We look forward to uh, made some great comments. Good to, good to have you on board with us. Uh, Terry <laughs> says, Richard, can't snap up habits uh, to be... Uh, the Adam and Steve show. <laughs> He'll need a job by November. He won't need a job by November. He'll be perfectly fine at playing for we'll Arsenal. He's, he's going he's gonna to be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall then, pre-season was mixed for me, but experimental to a certain degree, so that's fine. Um, the Community Shield was okay. We played okay. We, we yeah. came back well at the end, got the win. Brilliant. We got a little trophy to run around Wembley with, which is always nice. But... The real thing starts on Saturday, Adam. Not in on Forest at home. What are we yeah. thinking? I mean, it's a nice game to start the season. With, let's be honest.
1: Midday yeah, uh, kicked off, off well, you know,
0: one last year. What are you thinking?
1: I mean, Forest have only signed three players this year. I mean, that's like literally a very small fraction of what they signed last season for a start. It is. Yeah. So um, we will know what we're coming up against. That's that's the good thing. Um, with the greatest respect to Forest, I'm not too concerned. Um because I think we last you know, going by last season, for instance, we we come out the the blocks going like way at Palace, we 2 0, but we played really well that night. Uh and at home, you know, we were scoring goals. I do think we'll win. Um I don't really see Forest putting up too much of a fight. Be interesting if Matt Turner plays, obviously. He has signed yeah, in time right. apparently to make his debut. That'll be interesting. Yeah, um, be and interesting. knowing our luck, he'll have an absolute worldie, won't he? He'll have an absolute worldie again. You know, um, but I do think we'll win. I don't necessarily think it'll be like a five nil like last year, but I'll take a two or three nil. Um, I do. I just think we'll be too strong for them. I think the fans will be bang up for it. You know, I, th- I think we're going to go into the, the, the you know the, the, the season positive and get a good. I'd like to see a clean sheet. That's the thing. I'd like to see a clean sheet and a couple of goals. If, you know, if Havertz, for instance, could score, get his season off and running, boost his morale, that would be great. Um, I'm more interested in seeing how we line up, like we said earlier, about how we, not necessarily the players, but how they are positioned. That's going to be the real interesting thing for me because you see the team sheet an hour before kickoff. it's not really going to tell you much about where they're going to play. You know, so I'm quite interested in that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. I'm looking forward to getting back to the back to the Emirates. It seems like it's been a long, long while since I was last there. So, uh, yeah, can't wait.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the first game of the season is always always special, isn't it? I always I like the first game of the season because everybody starts on the same. You're, everyone's on the same points, the same goals, yeah. and you're all starting afresh, aren't you? And I do think it's important to um, to start the season well. Particularly because we didn't finish last season particularly well, I think it's important that we do start well. And you know, not in a forest at home. If you could pick a game to start a season with, you probably would have picked a game like that, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. At yeah. home to a team at the bottom end of the table, or one of the promoted teams, or something like that. That's who you'd pick, wouldn't you? So we certainly have to be happy with the way the fixtures have gone. And that means nothing if we don't win the game, obviously. But I agree. It would be nice to. It would be nice to to get a, a clean sheet. And it'd be nice to to get a a couple of goals, two or three goals would be nice, wouldn't it, start the season well. And it's something to build on, isn't it? Um, Which is what we say. Uh, Frankie says, uh, I'm with you, Adam. Clean sheets are crucial. Yeah. I think at home as well last season, we didn't keep many clean sheets, did we? For some reason. We had a lot of clean sheets away from home. At home, we always seem to concede a daft goal or so, didn't we? Um, So that's something we need to improve this season. I think... All round, actually, I think we let in. Was it forty-three goals or forty-five goals or something? way, too, really much.
1: way too much. Yeah, yeah.
0: Two. If you're going to win the league, you can't let in. You can't let in more than thirty-five, thirty-six goals. Really, that's the maximum you should concede if you want to win the league. So we conceded too many last year. So we need to. Um, we need to improve that, and the home, at home was where we conceded most of the goals, so we need to, that's a, a big area, so yeah, start of a clean sheet would be fantastic, and it would be nice, if, obviously, if Matt Turner does play, let's hope we don't get a penalty, because he's quite good at saving
1: penalties, it is good penalty, good penalty, so yeah, so... Uh,
0: and you he, know all our players, where they're going to put, whoever takes it, whether it's Saka or, or somebody else, obviously, we, we won a penalty shootout out the weekend, we didn't do too badly, but it'd be interesting if, if we did get a penalty, and Frankie said there, Richard, do you think we will sign and what do we need? Well, that, those two questions are slightly different, aren't they? Who do I think we'll sign isn't necessarily who I think we need, because <laughs> I think we need a striker, a, a goal-scoring striker. But we're not going to get one, are we? I'd like to see us buy one, obviously. Um, I think I would like to see maybe a little bit more of a defensive midfield player, because I don't think we've got a lot of attacking midfield players. We, you know, I know Declan Rice may well drop a bit deeper and Thomas Partey, but if Thomas Partey was to get injured, as he tends to do, I think we would be short. And I think we need somebody who can be a replacement for Thomas Partey, That's, who can play that sort of a role. And that would be my priority now. We're not going to buy a striker. That would be my priority. And obviously, we've got the goalkeeper I wanted. So I'll be quite happy with that. Um, what about you, Adam? Who do you think we need? And who do you think we'll trying?
1: Again, I still think we, again, like we've also, I think we need another striker um, or someone who can cover for Saka. Marquinhos has gone. That's the area I think is possibly more obvious. Now Marquinhos has been let go on loan. That would, for me, I either think, I think we'll buy another right sided attacker, a right winger, purely because why would he have let him go? You know, I'm just looking at it logically. Um, he so went on I'd loan like...
0: last season, didn't he? He went on loan last season. We didn't yeah. have anyone
1: else. That is true. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to buy someone in that position, they've got to know they're coming in for backup. You know, they've got to know they're coming in for backup. Saka. That's the difficult, and I think that's the difficult why we're not why we're not kind of finding anyone because everyone knows Saka has got his place. He's cemented it. unless he gets injured. Yeah. That's his role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm kind of with you about the defensive midfielder because obviously. Zach has gone, even though he played more as an advanced player last year. Party, I like Party. I thought when he was on Song last year, he was untouchable. But there were a lot of mistakes that did creep in. And when he's on a bad day, he has a very bad day. Um, yes, does, yeah. I don't really know who's out there. I can't, you know, there's not really people. I mean, so, so I say though, Brighton, I think would have been ideal. I would have loved to have got him, but he's, Way more expensive than what we can afford now. That what we've paid so far. So that's out of the question. But he would have been the kind of player I would have liked. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do think we need a striker, but I, I still think we're going to get some sort of right attacking midfielder.
0: I mean, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a bad signing if,
1: if we did. Because like you
0: said, I mean. <laughs> Saka is undroppable, isn't he, let's be honest. And unless he gets injured, he's going to play every game pretty much. So it's difficult to get someone in that position, but you need someone because he could get injured. He's played so many games in the last three seasons that you always worry every single game when he gets kicked. Is it going to be, is he going to be out for six weeks? Um, and yeah, we don't really have a natural, uh, a natural replacement. I suppose, um, I don't know really I mean Reese Nelson if he's fit can potentially yeah, play there I mean
1: obviously there's a place where we, 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 you know we've got him a new contract, so I definitely think we'll be seeing him in the squads um, yeah. and he obviously he, you know he had some great performances when he came on last year but again he doesn't seem to want to give him that starting or that full game time so it's a weird I like Reese Nelson I always have done actually um, yeah and maybe he will be that player to take over when Saka needs a rest I, I hope he does yeah, it'd be
0: nice. It would. Um, Loki says uh, it'll be Martinelli's year, um, stronger game by game. It may well be Martinelli's year. I mean, he he he, yeah, he, he progressed a lot last season, didn't he, with the goals that he scored and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it may well be his year. Let's hope so because um, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Terry says, uh, do you think Jesus will be an asset this season or spend most of it out with his recurring knee injury? Yeah, that's an issue. We don't know, do we? We don't know how bad an injury that's going to be. Uh, and how much of a part that's going to play on his season? Let's hope it, it doesn't have an impact, <laughs> unless we we're buying someone else. I think it's going to be important that he 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 can be fit, but we'll see. Uh, Frankie says, "There, do you think Arteta can keep this squad happy with competition for places? Well, that's always an issue, isn't it? It's difficult, isn't it? No, it, it's hard to keep everybody happy, and there's going to be players that are going to be left out of the team that won't be happy. That's 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 life, isn't it? And he's got that's his job, isn't it? His job as manager is to manage the, t- the players that he's got manage the squad. That's what he's got to do. And that involves trying to keep people as happy as they can. So when they play, they can do the job they need to do. And that's his job to do that. Uh, Russ says, uh, Kudos is an option indeed. he has been speak of him. But isn't he going he to he's Brighton?
1: Brighton. Well, yeah, he's going to Brighton, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks like he's going to Brighton. So I think we've maybe that ship maybe have sailed, it looks like. Um, Frankie says, hey, what's your views on Pepe? Harshly treated. Could have been given... Um, game-time pre-season? No, I agree. He could have been given game-time pre-season, but again, he's another one that doesn't fit in with Arteta's plans, and he, we're going to end up losing a lot of money on him, by the look of it. Um, but yeah. has he been good enough when he's played? Has he been consistent enough? No, probably not, but he's a player that could come in and do a job. He's done a job for plenty of times, scored goals, hasn't he? So, you know, um, Russ says, they're against Forrest, who do you start up front? Eddie Fossard or Havertz? I believe it's going to be Havertz. Um, None of, them are, none of them are strikers, really, are they? Eddie's just Eddie. Um, and Trossard and Havertz are more of a float here, aren't they? A, a false nine, if you want to call it that. So I think it'll be Havertz. What do you think, Adam? Do you think Havertz?
1: I think it will be Havertz. I mean, what I've been liking to see for ages would be Martinelli go down the middle and play Trossard out on the left. That's it's what I'd like to see. Yeah. That's, that is what I'd like to see. Sack on the right, Trossard the left, Martinelli up front. But it won't happen. I still think Martinelli could do a good job down the centre. I think when he first came into the into the team, he played through the centre and he looked great. Um, you know, so that 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 for me is what I'd like. But I don't think it will happen.
0: <laughs> no, I don't either. I think it will be Havertz, and let's hope that he, he does well and and gets a goal or two. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Terry says, "Trossard all day, Russ. Havertz can sit and hold and sit and hold holding and Eddie's hand." Well, no. I don't think that's going to happen, is it? Uh, Frankie says Trossard, forced nine with Martinelli swapping. Yeah, I mean that worked last season, didn't it? Uh, there was a when Jesus was out. Um, yeah. You know, he's um, that's how they played, didn't they? Trossard and Martinelli switching positions quite a lot, and it looked good. But yeah. for some reason, it's not happened has it since. So I don't know what's going on with that. But anyway, let's see what happens. Let's see what it, um, Arteta goes with. I think it will be Havertz. I think it will be the same team pretty much that started against Man City, if I'm honest. I don't think there'll be too many changes from that. I think that'll be the team. No, and um, it should be good enough to beat Forest, let's be honest. Any 11 that we put out should be good enough to beat Forest at home. No disrespect to Nottingham Forest. Um, But we'll see. I mean, just before we're finishing, Adam, obviously for the season, what are your predictions for... Where do you think Arsenal are going to finish this season?
1: So my predictions are going to be pretty much similar to what they were last year. Um Am I more positive than I was last year? Yeah, I am based on last season, obviously, but I still don't think we're going to win the league. Um, I do think top three, though, not just top four, but I do think top three is, is definitely there. Um, I'd like to get at least to the last day of the Champions League, I think that's a minimum, got to be a minimum target for us. Uh, I still would like a, a cup if a cup would be nice. Um, I want to challenge again. It'd be lovely to challenge again and sustain it, at least till, you know, even though we're only five points clear, with five games to go, where everyone knew we were kind of done and dusted. It'd be nice to have a real challenge and sustain it. Obviously, I'm hopeful for more. But yeah, I'd say top three, last eight of the Champions League and an FA Cup, that'll do me. Yeah, I mean,
0: to be honest with you, I couldn't really go far different to that. I mean, I think this season we are... I think first and foremost, we're in a battle for the top four. I think that's where we've got to assume that we are. If we can challenge for the title on top of that, then brilliant. You know, that would be fantastic. And obviously this time, hopefully, if we get ourselves in a strong position, we can actually see it through. Not necessarily, we can't guarantee winning it, but seeing it through to the last day at least, or pushing City a lot harder at the end than we managed to do, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I personally think we've just, got to, we've just got to try and get in that top four again. That's It's so important that we do. So that, to me, is the aim. Um, do I think we'll do it? Yes, I think we'll finish top four. I'm thinking maybe third, second or third, but more likely third is what I'm thinking. And I think well, the reason for that will be Champions League. I think mean, yeah. that's going to test their resources. I think, you know, we're only one or two injuries, as things stand in the squad, one or two key injuries away from having a few issues and a few struggles. So... I'll go third, a decent run and everything else, you know, a decent Champions League one. Yeah, last eight would be great. We haven't got to the last eight of the Champions League for a long, long time, have we? Probably 10, no, 10 it's years or more. been a long, so, long while. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, obviously, winning one of the two cups, domestic cups would be great. Um, you know, trophies at Wembley are nice, aren't they? So, yeah, I, I would be happy with all of that. Do I think we'll do it? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping top three... Decent running in Europe and, yeah, a domestic cup. The FA Cup, obviously, preferably. But we're if if it means the only trophy we get, the, the Carriwell Cup, I'll take that and nothing. So I'll be yeah, exactly. nothing. we want to see progress this season. The, the, only, the only thing we can really progress on having finished second last year, unless we win the league, which, again, I don't think we will, would be to win a trophy, wouldn't it? Is top four exactly. and a trophy. That's that's an improvement on last season. That's really the only way we can improve, isn't it? Exactly. Top four and a trophy. Yeah. So let, let's do that. Whatever trophy it is, we'll have it, won't we? We're not really that bothered. We'll um, yeah. so he says, "Yes, Adam. Top three and is Champions League, and with the size of the squad, take the domestic cups seriously. It's all about exactly, exactly. One of them, Yeah, one hundred percent agree with you. You're one of them said Yeah, we can take it seriously this year because we've got we we should have the squad to be able to." Uh, even if we rest players for the domestic cuts, we still should be able to put out a strong team that can beat most teams in whoever we play. So, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get a trophy on that ball. Mikel Arteta, this is your year, mate. To, you know, to to start, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And your next step is to win a trophy for Arsenal this season. You've got to, I think, uh, with the money that we've spent, the progress that we've made. It's a trophy. Let's do it. One of those four trophies. Obviously, the Premier League will be fantastic. The Champions League will be amazing. But the FA Cup will be pretty good and a Carrowell Cup will do. So there you go. There's, there's, there's your options there. And there top four, obviously. And top four as well. we'll take that. That's what we We'll won.
1: take that.
0: And for Saturday, your score prediction, what did you say? Did you say 3-0? 3 nil. 3 yeah. 3 was good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe 2-0. It might be a bit cagey first game. And if Matt Turner plays, he'll have a storm and he'll save everything. And it may only be 2-0. But we'll, we'll win. We're definitely going to win. Um, Russ says he's already won a trophy. <laughs> no, he hasn't, Russ. Stop sounding like Tottenham and their Audi Cup. He hasn't won a trophy. We won a little friendly shield. That's all it was. Uh, we're going to win a proper trophy in the next nine months anyway, definitely. So it's going to be good. Um Anyway, that was our first Arsenal review show of the season. And moving forward um, throughout the season, what was going to happen is it's going to be slightly different in the fact that Adam, who's been great tonight, is going to actually be hosting the show going forward. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Looking forward to doing that?
1: Oh, completely. Yeah. So um yeah, obviously, we've done the um, social show last year. A lot of fun and frolic. So, looking forward to doing some more serious stuff. But no, Knowing me, there'll probably be some lighter touches along the way as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to just getting back to talking about Arsenal to people other yeah. than my my wife and children who are just bored to stiff of me talking about Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It doesn't seem like that long in one respect that a season finished. But, again, it does seem like an age. It's a weird one. You know, because you've had so much football still over the summer, he's not really been away from it. But physically going to the Emirates, I've really missed. So, yeah, looking forward to getting back to a bit of normality on Saturday. Yeah, no, it's good. We always like the start of the season, don't we? It's great. So,
0: yeah, it's going to be good. Obviously, the the show is going to be good as well. So, definitely tune in. It's going to be on a Tuesday, generally, going forward. This week, there was a few issues and stuff. So, we we did it today. But going forward, it'll be on a Tuesday. um, And it'll be Adam in control. Um, taking you through the Arsenal review. Um, in the meantime, I'll be back on, when am I back? Saturday. Saturday. Well, we're back Saturday night to look back on the England Lionesses World Cup quarterfinal against Colombia. Hopefully, a victory we'll be looking at. Um, and we'll do some stuff on the a Forest game as well. Um, and then, of course, next week we'll have the um, review show. Hopefully, we'll have more Lionesses stuff if we stay in the tournament. That'll be good. So stay with us for all of that. Of course, now the Premier League has started. We're going to be doing a load more stuff on Arsenal, aren't we, going forward? And, of course, once the women's season starts on the women as well. Um, Frankie, has said, said, uh, thanks, guys. Great content. No, thank you very much for tuning in, my friend. We look forward to seeing you again. Uh, Terry says, come on, Adam, <laughs> I still can't believe you lasted this long being serious. No, either,
1: I've only had one can yeah. of one can of beer, Terry. That's probably why.
0: It's because Steve's a bad influence. That's what it is. Without no. Steve, you know, he's
1: You'll be, so be, He'll be back next week. Don't worry. Yeah, of course he will.
0: Uh, Wayne says, uh, I want the Prem. Wayne, we all want the Prem, my friend. It's been, what, 20 20 years? Well, it will be 20 years this year, won't it? Since we last won it. So we all want the Prem, but um, we can hope and pray, can't we? But let's have a look and see. Uh, Russ says, cheers. i thank yourself, my friend, for watching. Thank everyone for watching. Don't forget to give us a like. I'll be back on Saturday, of course, the start of the Premier League season, the World Cup quarterfinal, England-Columbia as well. That's going to be good, isn't it? Loads of great football coming up um as we move into the start of the season terry says great show richard and adam and all in the chat and yourself mate take it easy we'll see you soon hopefully saturday if you're around on saturday come and join us for some more great stuff looking at arsenal nottingham forest and also i say the lionesses against columbia so lots of stuff coming up thanks to adam as always for being a part of the channel and we look forward to Adam's show next week as well That's going to be good so definitely tune in for that one And we will see you very soon. In the meantime, of course, come on, you Gunners. Let's start the season with three big points. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. See you later, guys. Nice one, mate. Cheers
1: for that. That was good.